This is the time of year when the church turns our attention through the readings to the four last things. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. Now the church does this because it recognizes that left to ourselves, we would not often think about these things. Our society is obsessed with the here and now. I think physical comfort, convenience, and entertainment could be considered as contenders for a secular trinity because those are the things that many people worship. But the scriptures and the lives of all the saints tell us that faithfulness to God is more important than all those things. That faithfulness to God is even worth dying for. But if we are going to hold life in this world loosely, we must have a good reason for our faith. If this life is all there is, then the secular trinity seems most reasonable. So how are we to understand the tension that exists between life and death? The Sadducees did not believe in a resurrection. They were the aristocrats of Jewish society and they collaborated with Rome, the power of the day. Their focus was on the here and now. And you know, an, an unbalanced focus on life in this world is not an unusual response for the wealthy and the comfortable of any time or place. The Sadducees did not wish to lose their wealth, their comfort, their place. But comfort and convenience can suffocate spiritual life. Who feels a need for God if everything is always going great? To the comfortable, heaven can seem like a fairy tale with no relevant meaning. Then this life becomes more important than God, and the only thing that matters is to avoid death as long as you can, and discomfort in the meantime. Now, contrast the Sadducees with the seven brothers and their mother in the Maccabee story. Life certainly was not comfortable and convenient for them. Alexander the Great's empire had extended into Judea and there was a tyrannical demand that everyone be totally unified in their allegiance to the state. There was no place for a religious commitment that conflicted with the unification of the social order. How are we to respond when there's pressure to be absorbed into a conformed pattern of living that denies God and his truth. This old Jewish story tells us 
even after being tortured, one of the brothers said, it is my choice to die at the hands of men with the hope that God gives of being raised up by him. One gross distortion of contemporary Christian faith is to see it as an insurance policy providing coverage from hard and painful things in life. Prayer becomes access to a divine vending machine. Put in the right words and you get supernatural goodies. The Thessalonian letter written by St. Paul almost 2,000 years ago is an ongoing reminder to all Christians that the world can be a hard place, especially for those who give total allegiance to Jesus. Here, the Apostle Paul asked the Thessalonian Christians to pray that we may be delivered from perverse and wicked people, for not all have faith. He knows that as Christians, we are in a spiritual war and we need God's perspective and his presence. When people give total allegiance to Jesus and when Christians have a passion to extend the gospel to the whole earth, there are obstacles. Christian faith and practice are being suppressed more and more in our own nation. Much of the world is closed to Christian witness today because spiritual warfare is real. There is opposition to Christian faith to the point of persecution and death. It's been that way throughout history, but it's not merely an in-the-past issue. More Christians have died for their faith in the past 20th century than all the others combined. It's estimated that in the two millennia of Christian history, 70 million faithful have died for the faith. And 45.5 million, 65% were in the last century. How can we stay faithful? How can we not succumb to the numbing effects of seduction like the Sadducees? How can we choose faithfulness to Jesus above ridicule or financial loss or even physical persecution? Well, we have the examples of faith like the seven brothers and their mother. We have the martyrs of the church, and most of all, we have Jesus affirming a life that goes beyond this world. The God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob, and God is a God of the living. Paul tells the Thessalonians, the Lord is faithful. And so we pray every day for the grace to live in total faithfulness, to give our total allegiance to Jesus. Now, 
we cannot give witness to something that we don't live. And we're not expected to live something that God has not provided. Knowing Jesus Christ is to know God's love. And knowing that love, we then show the love of Jesus to our wife or husband, to our children, to our neighbors, to our co-workers, to those that we casually meet. We witness to the love of Christ everywhere we go. And when we do that, we are being witnesses of the gospel. You know, the root of the word witness in the old language is martyr. When we witness to the love of God, we are showing in our lives that there is something more important than our own comfort and convenience or maybe our very lives. And it is because Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and coming again to heal this broken world. Luke's setting for this part of the gospel is Jesus on the way to the cross. And this is so that we can know the power of God over death itself. Maccabees tells the story of people who paid the ultimate price for faithfulness to God. And every one of us as Christians is called to martyrdom. Laying down our lives in selfless love as a witness to Jesus. We pray it will not be, but it may be a red martyrdom, as the church calls it. Laying down our physical lives for Jesus' sake. But more often it's what the church calls white martyrdom. Dying daily to our selfish desires so that the life and love of Christ can grow in us and flow through us. Something came through on Facebook last week and uh, I shared it. It's one of those memes and I, I try to mostly put things on Facebook that are helpful for people to think about the faith. Here's what this one said. We often hear life is short. It better enjoy it. How about thinking of this one? Eternity is long. We'd better prepare for it. That's the way to keep a perspective on life. 